Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Tracy O'Quinn of The Tracy O Show. And I tell you guys, she is somebody that I have recently met and have pretty much, uh, I think we're now BFFs. Is that a thing anymore, Tracy? Yeah, I mean, I totally think we're BFFs. Like, we literally, as they say in Step Brothers, just became best friends. Okay, well, there you go. See see how cool she is? And hey, welcome to the show, girl. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast. I'm super excited to be a guest. Well, I am super excited to have you as a guest because uh, we have so much fun together and we don't even have to try. I know. Isn't that awesome? I mean, some people you talk to and it's so awkward and you're like, man, I just can't wait for this to be over. And like you, I'm like, dang it, I have to go to work now. I have to stop talking to Leslie. I know. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) I am pretty cool, let's be honest. But... But enough about me. What I love about your podcast is you have so many fun things that you cover. Uh, not exactly like what I cover, but a lot of it is. And that's why you and I pretty much jive so well together because we do a lot of the same things. We have kind of similar interview formats. And also you were in radio. Tell me about your prior uh, life before <laughs> podcasting. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I tell you, when I was a little kid, I actually used to carry a tape recorder around. (laughs) I would do like these little weather reports and news reports. And then I would go back and listen to them. And totally, I was so hard on myself. I mean, I was like the the seven-year-old little hard on myself listening to it. But that wasn't good enough. And I would do it again. And I don't know where that came from. Because my parents were farmers. And my dad had a small business. And I have no idea where this came from. But anyway, so... I was in a very miserable job when I was, I would say probably about 20, maybe a little younger actually. And I just, I didn't like it at all. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to take this summer and I'm going to get my dream job. And where that confidence came from at that age, I have no idea. (laughs) But I marched my butt into a radio station and applied with no experience, no anything, in just a small town, you know, radio station. Um, it was a 100,000-watt station. It was a big station, but it was located in a small town. And I lived a few blocks from the station, actually. And by the time I got home, uh, my sister and I lived together. And she said, um, John Fowler called for you. And I said, yes, the guy from the radio station. I said, I must have left something there. What did I forget? I, I had no idea that he was calling to offer me a job. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, and it was just a few hours overnight. It was no big deal. It's probably the kind of job nobody else in the world would want, but I was elated. It was my dream. That sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, what a big accomplishment for you at such a young age to just go in and say, hey, listen, I don't have any experience, but I'm just going to come in and say, can I have a job? And the guy calls you back and you're like, what? <laughs> what did I leave? Yeah. You know, like I said, I don't know where that confidence came from in that moment and that's that's kind of how my life is made up is I tend to be kind of an introverted person and really have to work up my confidence to do things but once I do it's like you know what I'm doing this thing and so anyway that's how my radio career started I just moved up pretty quickly I stayed at that station for seven years and then just uh, I worked at a few other stations and then I landed my super dream job, which was managing a media group. So we had a newspaper at the time and then four radio stations. And I was there for 16 years. 
And then a couple years ago, I left there. I wanted to help mostly small businesses and so many different forms of marketing and advertising. It's like, where do you turn? And so my goal was to help small businesses at a really affordable price with their marketing. So I left in, in 2018 to do that, which was a huge step for me because I loved my job. Loved, loved, loved it. But I left and then I kind of missed that aspect of, you know, it's just a curiosity thing with me, interviewing people, asking all the questions I hope others want to know too, having a, a voice, being able to get your opinion out as well as hear others' opinions. And, you know, I also wanted to create a community because I feel like people need that these days. This oh, year more absolutely. Yeah. So uh, about a year and a half ago, I started the Tracy O Show and man, it is just a blast. I love it. Well, I tell you, it's doing very well, and all the little, well, you've been in radio, so you you listen to it, and it sounds like a really cool, hip radio station, too, you know, because you've got all the little extras. That's a great compliment. I appreciate that. Oh, well, you know, I could learn some things, let's be honest. Oh, girl. No, I'm in love with, listen, this is like a mutual adoration society here, but I absolutely love your podcast. It's very similar to mine in a way that we don't, neither one of us really focus on one topic. It's just you never know what you're going to get, and I love that. Right, and it's almost like the Chip and Dale show, you know, that old uh, cartoon. <laughs> no, you go first. No, you go first. And, Dale's and I was thinking of something totally different, but anyway. <laughs> well, I'm showing my age, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, and you and I could just go on and on, and uh, I guess we better do this interview. But what I love about your podcast, and, and we'll we'll talk more about it, um, some of the things that really stood out to me, and we've talked about this before, with the interviews you did with the kids and how this year was affecting them at school. And you did kind of a roundtable discussion with them. And first of all, how insightful of you. Kudos to you for even thinking of doing this. But tell me what made you think of it and tell me how it all came to play. Well, thank you. Um, No, you know, that is the second roundtable that I've done with teenagers. And I can't really be credited too much for the idea. I've been wanting to do some roundtable stuff on really tough topics for a while. So I was contacted by GoCaps, which is an organization um, that, you know, a lot of kids, they need a little extra help with figuring out what they want to do in life. And, you know, these are kids that are serious about their futures and they're really great kids. Well, they contacted me and wanted to know if I would kind of come talk to the kids about podcasting. And I said, well, why don't we just do a podcast? I have a lot of things I'd like to know how these kids feel. Right, right. did that. And man, those kids impressed me, you know. A lot of us, especially the older we get, we tend to say things like, oh, you know, kids these days, or I'm worried about this country's future. And I can tell you, after I sat down with those kids, I didn't feel that way anymore. I felt very positive. Wow, that's amazing. Well, and that's the thing. At first, they were like, "Uh, I don't really want to talk. And and you were making them at ease and, and having one person just come up and talk to you. They all started talking to you. And it was just so fun to listen to how they got their news and how they understood um, what was going on in the world and, you know, how everything's affecting them, COVID, um, the online classes, all of that. And you and I were also talking before we were recording. I asked you, what was your most, I don't know if I want to say favorite or if I want to say most shocking or most, I, I guess, impactful interview you've done. And you came up with something that I had no idea. And I think it actually surprised you. Yeah, you know, this is probably, it's not even my most listened to or downloaded one or anything, but it still intrigued me. And I would like to talk to this guy again to get further into it. His name is Richard Friesen. And I want to say it was episode 44. I hope I'm right on that. 
Anyway, he has a, a program, it's neuroscience-based, and it's called Mind Muscles. And he, it's so much to go into, but basically the whole reason I interviewed him is he is an expert on money and what makes people do the things they do with their money and make the decisions they make. And the reason I thought of that was, think about it. If I say to you, hey, Leslie, how many kids do you have? You're going to tell me. If I say, you know, hey, how's your marriage? That's pretty personal, but you're still going to tell me, oh, I can't stand him or, oh, I love it. Right. But if I say to you, how much money do you have? You're going to be instantly, instantly insulted. Well, I was curious as to why we all feel that way about money. Why do we make it such a personal thing? Why does it have such a weird hold on us? You know, it drives so many things we do, good or bad. So I wanted to interview him. And when I got him on the phone, he said, are you willing to talk to money? And I said, you mean talk about money? And he said, no, if you're willing, I want to have a very personal conversation with money. At first, I didn't know what he was talking about, but he just asked me if I would be willing to play along, and he warned me that it would be pretty personal. I really don't hide anything from my listeners on my show. Like, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm really not all that interesting. So, so I was like, what? sure. And he proceeds to what I would equate to, to hypnotize me. I mean, I, I don't know if that would be the right word, but it felt like it, and it was probably too because... I decided I was going to go all the way with this. I was going to go 100% into it and do what he asked. So I closed my eyes, and he would say, you know, picture this. And I would picture it, just like he asked me to. And pretty soon he said, I want you to picture that money walks into the room. And I said, what do you mean, like a dollar bill? And he said, no, when you think of money, what do you think of? I don't know why. I pictured this. I don't know why I thought this way, but I pictured money walking into the room as being $30,000 in my savings account and all the bills are paid and no debt. And I have no idea where that 30,000 number came from. Right. Yeah. That is not, that is not the amount of money that's in my account. That is not the <laughs> amount of, that, I have no idea where that came from. Right. Right. And so, but he said not to worry about that. And So I just answered all his questions, and I actually became very emotional. It was the most personal show that I've done yet, and it probably wasn't even that interesting to other people. But to me, it was kind of mind-blowing, and I actually would would love to have Richard on again to discuss it further. Well, and that's what makes it so impactful and so cool, because you had no idea going into this interview how you would respond and how you would uh, feel when you were getting interviewed by him. Yeah, because... you know. Another really interesting part of that, I just remember, he asked me, I started getting emotional, and he asked me what I was thinking about. Anyway, long story short, basically, I felt guilty that I wasn't able to help others as much as I wanted to. Where that came from, I don't know, but it's absolutely true. When I thought about everything that we had talked about, I just, my biggest thing is I wish that I was super, super wealthy so I could help everyone. And I... I had never really thought about that before. I mean, I feel that way in my heart. But anyway, it was just really interesting. And I think that one stands out more than anything. And probably my second favorite would be the Ghosts of Gettysburg episode we did because I went in being really skeptical and came out going, holy crap, we really caught some stuff on on camera and also on audio. We really caught some stuff and it was 
super cool. Well, girl, I saw the pictures you took at the, uh, what was the name of the bridge that you took at? Well, the sack-covered bridge, yeah. And, you know, I have so many pictures that I haven't even went through yet. And the ones I sent you, I just kind of came upon those yesterday and was like, I need to delete some of these out of my phone. And I started looking at it, and there's orbs everywhere. And I hadn't even noticed <laughs> yeah. that before. So it was I tell you, Gettysburg is a very interesting place, and I can't wait to go back. But that's probably my second favorite episode. Well, I think that's another thing you and I have in common. I have a very deep love of history, really any kind of history, whether it's, you know, goes way back to King Henry VIII or even Civil War or even World War II. I mean, I I love it all. And some of the history just uh, rings truer to me than others as far as how it impacts me. But but no, I, I think that's why you and I have so much in common and why we're so uh, driven to do these podcasts and to find these really interesting guests because sometimes they just shock the crap out of you and sometimes even the things that you think are going to be the best episode ever aren't as, aren't as um, like I said, impactful than some that you think are going to be the best. You know, it's just, it's funny. Oh, yeah. I've interviewed people before that I was really excited to interview and then it just kind of fell flat and then... Just like with Richard, I didn't really, I hadn't put a lot of thought into it, and it totally turned into something else, and he actually contacted me afterward. He's writing a new book and asked if I would, you know, help him edit and kind of give him some insight on his book, and so, oh, wow. you know, it's, yeah, he's just, he's just a fantastic guy, and I could go on and on about that, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes what you think is going to happen doesn't, and then you totally come upon something unexpected that's amazing. Right. And it's funny because we were also talking about how both of us are kind of introverts and you wouldn't think that with us having our own shows and the style of our shows, you know, and I used to be a little more extroverted when I was younger, but I guess the older I've gotten, and I think I've told you when you write, it kind of grounds you. And I know you've done a fair amount of writing. You're going to help him with this book. So you know what you're doing, I'm, I'm sure. And it does. I think it grounds you and it makes you a little bit more introverted, but not in a bad way. I mean, I still want to go do things. It's just, I don't have to be the kind of person and I was back then where I wanted everyone to like me and I wanted all the people to think I was amazing and all the things. And I was just talking to one of my employees. She's young. She's 19. And she was talking about this guy and this guy's a total loser. She didn't say that. I could tell from what she was talking about. And, you know, and we're talking and I just kept thinking, you know, I'm 47 and thank God because I wouldn't go back (laughs) to that age for anything in the world. You know, it, it, it's true. You do, you do change as you get older. You just, you really learn what's important and what really doesn't matter and never has mattered. You just didn't know it. I know. And you know, if I could go back to my 20 year old self and feel the way I do now, although I wouldn't change a thing or I wouldn't know what I know now, you know, I, I would probably be a totally different person. And so would you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That is one of the great things. I mean, there's a lot of crappy stuff about getting older, but Becoming who you are, knowing your worth, those are things that I wouldn't give up for anything in the world. Right. And then I love the episode you did with the man that was adopted into a white family. And um, Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. Kevin Hoffman, he wrote a book called Growing Up Black and White. And he was a biracial child that was adopted into a white family right outside Detroit, Michigan, in the height of the race wars in the 60s. And within a week of his family adopting him, they were burning crosses in his yard. And I just can't imagine. Uh, That book is a great read if you want to pick up a good book. It's called Growing Up Black and White. He was pretty phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. And I tell you, the family doing that in the 60s, that was pretty much unheard of. 
and they moved even to a another neighborhood that was more reflective of his race and had a whole different experience than when they lived in a more predominantly white neighborhood. And you'll have to listen to her podcast to listen because guys, the episode is, I'm sure, amazing. And I only listened to part of it. I didn't get to listen to all of it because we started recording this morning. (laughs) Well, and I actually interviewed Kevin twice. I just found him to be fascinating and his view of the world because really, if you look at it, heritage-wise, he is half black, he is half white. But he, he, he basically identifies as an African-American male, right? So, right. But he, he had this experience in being raised by a white family for the first, I want to say, like seven years of his life. And then, as you said, they moved to a different neighborhood so that he could be around people that looked like him and, and that had his culture. And in one neighborhood, his life kind of sucked. And when they moved, his family's life kind of sucked. And that was the way he described it. You know, it became more difficult for the family in the second neighborhood, but it was more difficult for him in the first. And gosh, what a selfless act for his parents to do. And he he turned out to be a great guy. So they obviously did a good job. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I I think it's great. I think it's it's wonderful to to give everyone every aspect and open their minds up to everything. And that's kind of what we do on our podcast. I mean, not everybody knows about a body farm. But uh, if I, you know, yes, <laughs> but if yes, I can the body farm, I'm intrigued by the body farm. I know you are, but you know, and not everybody wants to hear about a body farm, but if you do, uh, as we say, we can cherry pick our episodes. You can go in and you can learn about them and know that it's, it's for the better good. It's for um, it's science and it's for forensics and it's for them understanding. So, and that's what we do on our podcast. We just try to give people information and back to the money guy, when he asked you, Hey, what would you say to money? And you were like the $30,000, you know, or whatever you said, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, if somebody were asked, what did he ask you about money? What was the actual, uh, he asked what money looked like? Like if money walked in the room right now, what, what does it look like to you? Like if you were picturing money as a person, what does it look like? And you know, the first thing that came to my mind was respect. Oh, interesting. I know that sounds weird, but well, there's some psychology there, Leslie. We've got to figure this out. You need to talk to Richard. I want him to do the same thing to you that he did to me. I know. I need to have him on my show because I just, I look at money with such respect because for so long I was paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And when I was able right. to um, yeah, marry and have someone who was very successful and, uh, but not where he was by the time, you know, we are now, but had a very high respect for money and knew how to deal with it it just totally transferred to me almost more so so interesting oh my gosh yeah so isn't that funny I know see we're getting all the psychology stuff but this is what I love this is what you love you know I know it's so great and I love that our shows are so similar but not you know what I mean I the first time I listened to your show I was like this is the only show I've ever heard that's similar to mine. Where yes, it's yes. It's not necessarily one topic or one, it, it doesn't lean one direction or the other. It's just different every single week. And I just loved it. And I love that you are so passionate and that you're so respectful of your guests and so enthusiastic. You can tell every single time that you're enjoying yourself. Oh, well, same with you. Seriously, the Chip and Dale show again. Because, um, no, I'm, I'm serious because you'll do Ghost of Gettysburg, but then you'll talk to a bunch of kids about how they feel about going to school online or COVID or whatever, or the news of the world. But then you'll have a guy with about money, and, and then you'll talk about introversion. You know, you have so many different aspects in yours that I'm interested in that I want to hear about. So that's, that's why everybody, 
I'm telling you, you've got to listen to her show. First of all, it sounds amazing because all of the little extras you do that I don't do. And, <laughs> and no, then just... You don't need all that stuff. That's just me being insecure. And no. Extra stuff in. No, I could learn, <laughs> like I said, oh, I could learn some things. But I love that you have a little conversation with the audience before you even pull me in. And um, we all have our own styles. So I'm going to just stay with mine because that's what I know. But I just, I, it's refreshing. And you know what else? It's so organic. We talked about that before too. I don't have a set thing to talk about. Yes, I write notes. Yes, I do my homework, but I don't go in with it like, oh, well, we have to do this and we're regimented. And if I don't even get to the questions that I have for you, that's okay. Because if I don't get to them, I have to go. That's a good interview for me. Right. I agree a hundred percent. We're on the same train of thought with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I met you this is so funny how I met you. You wrote a review for my show and I was like, who is this Tracy O show? Cause that's actually what, <laughs> that's actually how it came on, on my review. And I looked you up and I found out that you and I were in the same podcast group. And then I looked further and I realized you actually have your own podcast, started listening, fell in love with you. I even contacted you and I was like, okay, she's going to think I'm stalking her, but I wasn't. Well, I kind of was. And- <laughs> <laughs> I was so okay with it though. <laughs> and just yeah, like, no, um, I saw you in a podcast group and I was like, oh, I want to listen to her show. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have found another show I love. And so I subscribed to it. Of course, those in my library now every, every week. But yeah, when you reached out, I didn't think it was weird at all. I was like, hey girl, I felt like I had known you forever. So oh, that know. was really cool. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm so glad that I could introduce you to other podcasters because I have interviewed quite a few, one of which is that Scott Johnson who has his own podcast called What Was That Like? And that pretty much freaked you out, but also intrigued you. And now you have, I think, one of his guests coming on, right? Yeah, well, I have yeah. stolen a couple of your guests. But I, you know, <laughs> no, I love his podcast, though. Yeah, I was listening to you interview him about the rattlesnake thing. And oh, my gosh. And I was like, I've got to hear this guy's podcast. And so, yeah, that's what I love about podcasting is now I have found two new podcasts that I love, you know, and it's all just from looking you up, hearing yours, loving it, and then hearing your interview with the guest and thinking, that sounds really interesting. And so downloading his and yeah, I think that podcasting is just the way of the future. I mean, it's just the best. You can just create the little communities, the knowledge, everything you want through podcasting. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. And I, it's also with podcasting, it's pretty much word of mouth. So everyone who hears this podcast, my podcast, because I want to know, and Tracy's, the Tracy O Show, uh, guys, share it, rate it, tell your friends. Uh, that's the only way we can get this stuff out because there's not this big organization that tells you where to find us. Not everybody listens to podcasts. A lot of people do YouTube. I am not a live uh, interview person. Um, I'd rather just put my headphones in and put my makeup on or put my headphones in and take a walk. I don't want to have to look at a screen. I do that every day uh, when I write books and when I'm editing my podcast. So, so does uh, Tracy. So everybody just do the word of mouth. I think that's going to be the best way to get the news across at least. And with other podcasters like you, Tracy. I'm really glad you said that because I am terrible about asking people to leave reviews and rate the podcast and to share it. I always forget to do that. And people really, they're busy in their daily lives, so they don't think about it. But it really does make a difference to those of us who have a podcast if you do that because then the powers that be deem it more important and they put it in front of more people. And so, 
yeah, rating it, sharing it, writing the reviews, those are all very, very important to podcasters. Right, absolutely. And it's so funny because some of the best podcasters that I've listened to don't have a ton of reviews or ratings just because I think people listen to it and they go to the next one, then they go to the next one and they forget. Right. And, you know, I like to do this because I enjoy it and I want to build a community for listeners and I want to have fun with it, whatever. But it's always nice when you know that someone is appreciating what you do because, you know, let's be honest, there are weeks we're just busy and we think, oh gosh, I've got to do this podcast. I don't have time. Maybe I should just skip this week. No, I can't skip this week. I have people listening. You know, and whenever somebody says, man, I love your show. I listen every week. I look forward to it every week. It makes my week go better. That makes everything worth it. That is, that's the entire reason we do it. It really is. And we love it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're getting money to do this. This is something I'm doing because I love it. You know, and if, if, if something happens later down the line, I'll talk to whoever. But right now, I'm loving this. And I think you are too. Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> so Tracy, tell everyone where they can find you because I know you have so much to do this morning. We're, I mean, we're actually interviewing pretty early in the morning right now, and I know you have to go to work. So tell everyone where they can find your podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. All right. Well, um, you can find the podcast on any of the platforms that you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, you can also find it at thetracyoshow.com, and that's T-R-A-C-Y, thetracyoshow.com. And of course, I'm on all the social medias. I'm on Twitter right now, but I think I'm going to drop that one. I am on Parlor, MeWe, Facebook, and Instagram. So, um, and then of course we have the Tracy O Show Facebook page. And I forgot to mention this to you before. I have a group called 90 Days, and it started out as basically how you can change your life in 90 days. You know, what steps are you going to take for the next 90 days? To oh wow. Change? Yeah. Um, a new habit and it's just a small group and um, I do have to approve but if you send me something saying that you'd like to join the group I'll approve it and I think it would be fun to kickstart 2021 that way just looking Absolutely. at it 90 days at a time like what am I going to do for the next 90 days so and then we can come back and chat yeah so there you go yeah I would love to actually do a little collab with you on that like what are we going to do for 90 days what are we going to make into a habit you know so but anyway that's where you can find me and you can also email info at thetracyoshow.com. Sounds great. Y'all, The Tracy O Show, it's where it's at. I'm telling you, listen to her show. It's fantastic. She's fantastic. And you have been a delight, girl. Thank you so much for joining me today. Leslie, you're so awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a privilege to be on your show. I just appreciate it so much. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.